This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Friday night. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. And I have my all important Johnny Walker. As it turns out, Natasha on the other side does not have a Johnny Walker, Natasha. I'm very disappointed. You've got a Coke. I have a, a good old Champagne American. It's a great vintage, the 2021. Uh, I've just moved. I, I promise you, there is a stock of booze somewhere in one of the boxes. <laughs> Believe me, it needs to be unpacked sooner rather than later. I'm so disappointed on a Friday yeah. night. And I actually, I, you know, you made me laugh the other day because you said to me, we're going to have a whiskey together. And I said to you, I'm going to make you my, my favorite cocktail, which is a, a Negroni. <laughs> And I realized that I didn't have Campari because the gravy yes. had become drink of choice during Corona. And I, I actually forgot to go and buy a, a, a bottle of Campari to right. make. I was going to show you how to make a Negroni <laughs> and like, the, the orange peel burn it, you know, really impress you. And um, I can't even find a glass, never mind make you a cocktail. So we, I, we, this means I'm going to have to have a rain check so that I can make cocktails with you one night. 100%. Um, well, as no. it turns out, I normally drink Jack Daniels. I'm doing Johnny Walker this evening. Like, no, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The only way I've ever had Jack Daniels is with a shot of passion fruit. You do not do um, that. That's sacrilege. You know, I went to, I went to, to, I didn't finish my degree, as we all know. <laughs> we just get that out there. Okay, no degree, but when I was at varsity and I was on the door, that was always mm -hmm. the, the drink choice, was the, the Jack Daniels and the shots of passion fruits. What is it with the, the DA and, and apparently the leaders not having degrees? So, I mean, let's, let's just be frank about it. I mean, Brian and I, uh, we both were similar age. I, I turned 42 on the 9th of May and John's 44. And we went to varsity and so he matriculated a couple of years ahead of me. I matriculated in 96. I think he was a 94. Um, and we both got very heavily involved in politics. And it got to the point where my dad said to me, look, there's just mm. no way I'm paying varsity anymore. So, um, look, I've got the gift of the gab. I think we all know that. And uh, I interviewed very well. And I got a job uh, at, a, at a firm to do my articles. And in those days, under that law, let's just get it right, you could do your articles and studies. So I, I studied through UNISA. But I, it just became all-consuming. And then, you know, I take my hat off to anyone who works in studies because I certainly mm. couldn't do it. Um and I, I just realized, you know, I'm, I'm getting nowhere with this. So let me just concentrate on the politics. And the politics consumed me. And never in a million years did I think that it would come back, you know, and, and sort of have the, the effect that it's having now. Mm. I've been a public rep since the year 2000. I was the youngest ever elected public rep. Mm. Um, apparently, the reason... Uh, it came up that um, this this intellectual from Vitz had a had a show, and I use the word intellectual purely in the as that's what he calls himself. Yeah, um, had the show on seven hundred two, um, and he said to me, by not by, by by omission, by not saying that I didn't have a degree, I committed fraud. So I said to him, but when was I supposed to tell you I don't have a degree? When have you asked me? I mean, it's on my bio of Parliament that yeah. my highest qualification. It's on the DA bio. It's everywhere. He says, no, when you were questioning in the ESCOM inquiry, he says, you, you acted like a lawyer. So I said, so let me get this right. You are angry with me that I did my job correctly. And then he said, okay, well, when you put it that way, it sounds a bit ludicrous. So I said, well, if I put it anyway, it sounds ludicrous. You know, I, I'm, I'm not a stupid person just because I don't have a degree. I, I, I worked under a really amazing lawyer who I learned a lot from. So if I can't lead questioning, I would be a bit concerned about my IQ. We really have to break this, this stereotype idea in our heads mm. that if we aren't, like, I can tell you that my EQ is definitely a lot higher than my IQ. And I have a brother who's incredibly intelligent mm. and he reads all the time and he's got like a whole lot of degrees and he loved university. I was at varsity for the jaw and for the politics. 
And I mean, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say it in case my mom ever watches this and I, I've admitted it, you know, to you and your hundreds and thousands of, of, of viewers. But I mean, we must be honest with each other. Where's my brother? I mean, he was there because he's, he's a real intellectual. Now, I wouldn't call myself intellectual, but I have I have a street smart about me. Yeah. And, you know, there's other talents that I have. So, you know, we've, I think we've got to give ourselves a break sometimes. Um, I agree with you. I mean, listen, Thomas Sowell wrote uh, a number of books on the problems with intellectuals anyway. So I want to pronounce your surname correctly. In Italian, um, double Z makes a T sound. So think about when you say pizza. Um, Mats so it's mazzone. Mazzone. Mazzone, because it ends in an E. And in Italy, it depends if you're from the north or from the south. And I'm from the south. So if you're from the south, it ends in an E. And if you're from the north, it ends in an I. So there are mazzonis, but mazzone. I'm a mazzone. Mazzone. Mazzone, yeah. But yeah. it's just easy to say mazzoni. So like, you know, yeah. if I... If being Natasha, the English person, right. then I'm Natasha Mazzoni. But when, I, when I'm in Italy, then I'm Natasha Mazzone. You are the DA's chief whip. I mean, in, in all seriousness, that was John Steenazen's position. John has a wit that I don't have. He's got um, the most amazing capacity to remember incredible quotes from books. He's one of the most well-read people I know. Um, and our style of leadership is very different. And I think that's what makes us quite a unique team. Um, we are very good friends. It's, it's well known and we have been for many, many years. Mm. So I sort of, I know what he's thinking. He knows what I'm thinking and, and we know each other's traits. So that helps a lot. But, um, I definitely have a more, um, uh, a more respectful, if, if I, I know that sounds a bit strange, but I have a more respectful approach to parliament, um, and I have a more respectful approach to uh, negotiations, whereas John has a, I mean, John's tongue is his sword. It's, it's an absolute, I mean, that's a whip of note. Um, but I have to be very careful because I think part of being chief whip is that you must be self-aware. And I have the most disgusting temper. And I know when the temper is going to get to a point of no return. And it's happened a few times. And it's certainly not something I would um, I, I would be proud of, and it's not something I, I like to unleash. Um, so I have unleashed it when I need to, but I think um, I I attract more bees with with honey than with vinegar. And um, you know, John and I. The, the thing is, everyone said, you know, are you going to follow in John's footsteps? No, I'm not. Just the same way I hope John's not going to follow in Mussy's footsteps. Right. Um, uh, well, uh, yes, what, I hope so. Yeah. So what we were doing wasn't working. So we had to fundamentally change the way we do things. So I am the world's most extreme organizer. I am uh, an administrator par excellence. And um, I run a, a very different kind of office setup to the way John ran, ran his office setup. And it's working. It's working really well because John now has the ability to go and lead the party and rebuild what was nearly destroyed and he knows that Parliament is running like a well, well-oiled machine. He doesn't ever have to worry about where his members are. I know where people are. Um, I'm a bit of a mother hen, so I get on the nerves of some of the MPs sometimes mm. because I must know where everyone is and what people are doing. Um, I'm very strict in terms of how people travel um, because you know, it's taxpayers' money that, that, that we're messing with, and it's something that I've always I've always dealt with, so I'm very strict with things like that. But I think, you, I think you've seen it. I mean, uh, mm. you know, I've, I've been with for a year and a half now. I'm going to say something that's going to sound a bit strange, sure. especially for a politician. I decided early on in life that I was going to make up my mind whose opinion counted. Now, don't get me wrong. My job is to win votes. So, I mean, I'm in the business of winning votes. Mm. That's how my party succeeds and, and that's how it goes. But I'm not going to give you an inauthentic Natasha. Mm. In fact, Tasha is, is what I, how I refer to myself and I like to be referred to as Tasha. Um, I hate this nonsense of honorable member and, you know, all of that crap. It's not, it's not my mm. way of doing things. <clears throat> um, 
but I don't think that everyone has to like me. And I don't mind if everyone doesn't like me. I, I'm, I'm, I have a very unique character. And I think I'm one of those people that you either, you really like me or you really dislike me. There's no in between when it comes to me. And if you don't dig me, that's fine. That's, yeah. that's up to you. Um, but I, what, what I never want you to be able to do is to criticize me for my job. So if, if I'm doing something badly in my job, then I accept criticism. But on a personal level, I don't take criticism. There are very few people whose criticism matters to me. A lot of people think that the DA is the ANC light. Mm. Is that a no, fair is that a fair comment to make? I think I think it's a fair comment to make because I think for a long time we were the ANC light. Um I, I mean, when I joined, when I joined the D, well, I joined the DP. So I, I mean, I give my age away. I joined the DP, and then the DP became the DA. Um, so I've been around for a long time, and I've seen a lot of party mergers, and I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I have been involved with people coming and people going. Um, and I, I for one, am one of the people that you know. I sat back and I looked at what this party was becoming, um, I, was, I was one of the people who was really getting sort of a bit offended at the, the fact that we would have a rally and then uh, I was part of Team One South Africa uh, doing road shows uh, for, for the leader of the DA um, and then every time he was on camera, he'd like push me out the way so you never saw a white person on the camera. Now, if there's one thing I'm certainly never going to apologize for is is my race um and I, I think that in the da we we became obsessed with race which is exactly what we were not supposed to be yeah. we were supposed to be the party that it's wrong to say colorblind because you can't be colorblind especially in south africa you can't be colorblind there's some realities that are just linked to your race, right? And I mean, you know, we accept that and, and we get over that. But to become obsessed with um, trying to look a certain way and trying to act a certain way, like, don't, 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 you know, this thing like on Africa Day where people dress up in traditional uh, African clothing. I mean, can you imagine how offensive it would be if I arrived in Parliament in, in dressed up in, in Swana clothing? I mean, I'm sure some people some people might think, okay, that's cute. You know, she's tried and you know she's she's into all of this, but I'm not Tswana. You know, I'm a I'm a pretty simple, what do they call it? A simple white girl from Victoria. You want me on Heritage Day, you're gonna see me, you know, my my I'm gonna be wearing a, a rather nice Armani suit with a, an Armani handbag. Then you're gonna see me in my heritage. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm not shy of that. I'm a I'm a first generation South African. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm I'm me and my brother and my sister were born here. My parents were born overseas. This gets held against me all the time that I'm a I'm a so-called foreigner, you know. So bring it. I don't care. I mean, I told you earlier, I was born in Priss Street in Pretoria. You know, you don't yeah. get much more South African than that. I mean, listen to the way I talk. My mother yeah. sometimes says, you know, can you stop saying non? And I love, you know, the kifness. So um, I'm one of the, I think, I think the kifness is awesome. David I'm is great. Free. David Scott, okay. yeah. David, David, I mean, he's just, he's, he is one of the most authentic people I know. So the first interaction I ever had with him, he, he he literally made my month. We had the opening of Sona and I lost my temper. I'd just become chief whip and it was like they were doing it deliberately to push my buttons. And I stood up and I gave such a Karen-like speech, you know. And the Kefners made this meme of me with like this specific like smash your face through a glass window, look on my face, you know, like even I wanted to punch me. And he said, um, ha, my name is Karen. I'd like to speak to the manager. And then I realized, you know, he's so right. I don't say hi. I say ha, because I'm, I'm from Pretoria. I don't even say the R in Pretoria, you know. Um, so I think we were trying to, we were trying to be something we weren't. And, 
even my, myself, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to be an, an inauthentic version of who I was that I thought the South African voter wanted. And I was giving these speeches and I couldn't understand why I wasn't connecting to the crowd. And I wasn't connecting because, A, I hadn't lived their experience. So I'm standing up there going, I can imagine what it must be like to walk five kilometers to get your water. I can't. Jim, how am I supposed to know what it's like to walk five kilometers to get my water? You know, I've got a, I've got a fridge full of Velpre. Um, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what it what it means to live like this. But what I do know is that you should not be living like this. Mm. And give me a chance to make sure that you get a house and running water and electricity. But that's not what I was doing, because that wasn't the script. The script was go and, and be one of the people. Now I am one of the people, but I'm one of the fortunate people. You know, so it's I they they use my you know like I'm the poster child for white privilege. Well, you know that that's what it is. It is what it is, and I can't change that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that what you are going to see, and what is I'm hoping, is going to change your your um your feelings towards the DA. Is you're going to start seeing a much more authentic party where we are allowed to be and and say our authentic feelings. My, I lost my father uh, a little over a month ago and I had a lot of um, pent-up aggression and anger. You know, you go through stages of grief and I went from being like really sort of accepting of it because mm. I'm also, so I was very accepting of it to then being incredibly angry. And uh, my birthday came along and obviously, I mean, there was no celebration of any birthday yeah. um, ever. And I said to my husband, I don't want a birthday present. I don't want a birthday card. It's just, I, it, it must be a normal day. I don't, I don't want to know yeah. about it. Yeah. So what he did is he took me to the eating range. And he said to me, mm. you, you've got aggression in you and you need to get it out. So I... I basically, I was in the in the shooting range and I, I got a nine mil and I shot off a couple of rounds with my nine mil. <laughs> um, I, didn't put, I, I didn't put my glasses on and it was for vanity because there was just a room full of really good-looking men uh, around me. So I didn't put my glasses on. So I, I hit the target, but every single shot was in the groin, which was just... <laughs> just <laughs> And then I was having so much fun. They gave me an AK, and uh, that was over in about twenty seconds because I never took my finger off the trigger. I was just loving it. I was just going. Twenty twenty seconds. That's like it was too fast. It's like sex. Not in my house, baby. I'm Italian. And then I did a pump action shotgun. And I nearly dislocated my shoulder because yeah. you must understand, I'm trying to be one of the guys. You know, there's like all these men standing around me, like pretty impressed at how well this chick shoots, you know. And I'd never shot a, a shotgun before. And the guy's yeah, like, yeah, you know, you like must manhandle it. And, it's got recoil. You know, yeah, I, you know, and uh, the next morning, like I had this big blue mark on my shoulder. <laughs> so I was like, you know, because I, I I wasn't expecting that feeling, but that 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 unbelievable feeling of of when that you know when you pull back and you shoot, like I felt like the Terminator, you know. Mm. Um, anyway, so I came out and I was on you. You're on this sort of like high because you've got you've you've let go of this aggression. You know, you shot at a target, you shot at a at a, a sand wall. Yeah. And there was this guy standing there, and he said to me. Hey, I saw you on Roman Cabernet. So I was like, oh, shit. I hope I hope I didn't piss you off, you know, because I, I tend, you know, mostly when people stop me in the streets, it's to tell me how much they dislike me. Um, so I was like, I, you know, I hope, like, I thought it's my birthday. If this guy tells me I'm an absolute cow, it's going to just ruin my day. And then he said, you know, I really think you should go on germ warfare. So I said to him, well, if you know how to get me on germ warfare, like, please do me that favor. And I think in the gun shop, he messaged you. And I was like, is this guy for real? Like, it, it, I was like, that's the best news ever.
why now would you say the DA is a better a better alternative to the ANC if if we look at the last the last couple of years hmm. so let me start with this I mean I I bought wholesale hmm. into the idea that uh, coalition partnerships could work in the country and um, I, I truly and honestly, maybe very naively so, mm. um, thought that on the 9th of May 2019, I would be walking Musi into the union buildings because I thought to myself, we've exposed state capture. We've, I mean, everything that we've unearthed, it just, how could anyone possibly still vote for the ANC? Uh, we had this incredibly charismatic uh, leader who, you know, um, I fell for it hook, line and sinker. Um, and I was very badly let down myself. So, I mean, I can just imagine how the, the general voter felt. Um, and, you know, I was I was considered to be one of the, the inner sanctum people and I, you know, I fell for it. Um, and I'm going to put it bluntly as well. I think that we were also to blame for allowing it to happen because we all stood by and you know we were having these sort of discussions amongst ourselves saying hold on but we don't believe in this so so why are we why are we talking about this um like you know um the you know the race issue kept coming up in our federal councils and then you know it was getting leaked to the media you know, so like a whole group of us were together and we were like, well, why don't we start having open federal councils and let the media hear it firsthand and then they don't hear the twisted version from the nationalists that were inside our, our party, a lot of whom have now left, you know. Um, in the city of Joburg, we had Herman Mashaba, who at every step of the way was, was budding up to the EFF. And we would bring it up constantly. And we were told that, you know, he had a city to run and that he had to govern the city and that governing the city came above basically the principle. And we were all to blame because we all, the present leadership, we all went through the Helen Sussman and the Tony Leon School of Leadership first. That's who taught us politics. And Helen Sussman always used to tell us, I was, I was, uh, the youth, the youth leader at the time, she used to say, if you, if you don't know what the answer is or which way you should be going, revert back to your principle and then you'll find the way again. So, I mean, you know, we, we are a liberal party, but we're not liberal in the sense that, you know, like I, I laugh when I hear this American, the bleeding heart liberals, mm. you know, we're not bleeding heart liberals. That's not what our, and that's not what liberalism around the world is about. We're about the individual freedom. Yeah. And we started losing that individual freedom, that 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 the right to self-identify. We were losing that. Um, and it came across in our policies. It came across in a very, very weak election message. And, you know, in hindsight, you know, 2020, I look back and I think, well, you know, I agreed to be part of Team One South Africa. I agreed to be part of the 12 people who went out to try and sell that message mm. of uh, Team One SA, um, like we had that ridiculous border poster and no one understood what we meant with the border poster. So, you know, there was confusion there. Um, no one wanted to come straight out and say that we're not in support of, of BEE, um, you know, because we weren't allowed to. You know, we were, we were going to offend a certain part of the electorate. And I think that why the DA now is because we have gone back to the principle. We yeah. have gone back to who we actually are. And we are saying what we actually believe. And we are writing policies that are true to what we believe. And if you don't like our policies, then you must vote for another party. Because you, in politics, you can never be for all South Africans or for all people, because that means you stand for absolutely nothing. Yes. Yeah. That we stand very firmly for. Yeah. But I think now yeah. we are going 
absolute support in certain areas yeah. because people aren't going to like what we stand for and what we don't. Yeah. But that is who we are as a party. And um, look, I will say this. I mean, I spend most, 99% of my time is spent in Cape Town. And I'm not blind and I'm not oblivious to the problems that exist in Cape Town. I see them every day. I experience them every day. I know what they are. I know the Patricia DeLille saga was an absolute nightmare and should never have happened. Mm. Um, and again, I allowed myself to be made the pawn, yeah. uh, you know, put in front. That's my fault. So, you know, I, I, I always say to the party, don't apologize. Let me apologize because I allowed the scenario to unravel around me, not realizing that I was being used as a pawn. Um, so I know the problems that exist in Cape Town. But what you cannot deny is that when the Auditor General does his audits and he finds everywhere around the country except the Western Cape has money missing, it means that we are doing yeah. something right. So what I'm telling you is that you've got some really good yes. people in leadership. Yeah. And I include myself. I am an honest person. Mm. I am never going to steal money. It's not in my nature. Um, I I believe in in sort of protecting our constitution. That's why I gave a speech this morning about how important our constitution is. Yeah. I believe in the rule of law. Um, and I, that's why the DA now. Yeah. Because we, we've gone back to roots. We've gone back to what we really stand for. And <clears throat> you going to see as we roll out this election campaign, which please, please Lord, happens on the 27th of October, because I can tell you now the ANC isn't ready for an election and the EFF aren't ready for an election. But Natasha, yeah, I mean, look, okay, so I'm going to be fair. All right. So hmm. I live in the Western Cape. I have my whole life and I will say absolutely 100% that the DA does, um, the basic things very well and and i'm very grateful for it uh potholes street lights all the usual municipality type stuff absolutely brilliantly right there's no doubt about that and it's it's very clear i mean as you know i was in kruger recently i drove i drove i think through eight eight provinces uh there and back and it's clear as day that the the moment you come back into the Western Cape, you know you're in the Western Cape. Uh, you know everything is working, and 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 it's working correctly. Okay. But my issues are a lot bigger than that. My my personal my personal issues are a lot bigger than that. I'm I'm interested in in the bigger picture stuff. So the 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 day to day stuff, the DA is brilliant, no doubt about that. Okay, and I would absolutely say in the municipal elections uh, i have no issues in promoting the da no issues but when it comes to national elections that's where i start getting funny because i i look at things like sustainable development and i look at things like the covid response i, th I think the da has been atrocious um in the covid response um i know that the da for example tried to present an exit strategy uh early on last year um, and all that kind of stuff, right? But the point is this, is that, yeah, you have in the Western Cape, and, and you'll know because you're in the Western Cape, you've got the Premier who's openly promoting um, vaccine programs, with which I disagree for various reasons. I don't know what your position is, um, and, and we can chat about that, but those are the things that matter to me, or the, the, the bigger, the more meta um, issues. I know that, for example, the DA is very much in favor of sustainable development. I think it's it's a big money-making problem. Um, I think that sustainable development is a catchphrase for more tax money uh, for, for projects that will not uh, go very far in the long run. I think it's just projects that are going to benefit the, the politicians. Uh, am, I, am I out of turn in having those concerns? I think that to a degree you are. So let me tell you the difference. You you see sustainable development as the increase of taxes. 
I see sustainable development as a growing economy with increased international investment and increased uh, entrepreneurship development within our own country. So I think that's where I disagree with you on that one. Mm. In terms of the vaccine rollout, um, I chaired the DA Corona Council. Um, and I think that our response was superb to Corona. Um, I think that we were immediately when we realized something was amiss, uh, John called the shadow cabinet together. Mm. And people people don't understand, like, what is the shadow cabinet? It is actually a, a cabinet that shadows the national cabinet. We have to, because we have to, you know, we hold the ministers to account. And not only did we develop um, a COVID response plan, which we handed over to the government, um, each shadow minister wrote to their counterparts to offer unconditional and unwavering support mm. in whatever they could offer uh, to get uh, things rolling. So, for example, I, I wrote to the speaker mm. and the chief and I assisted greatly in getting the hybrid system going for Parliament. Otherwise, Parliament would never have sat uh, during this period and accountability would have yep. gone through the window. And yep. um, so, you know, I take I take great pride in having been involved in, in a project like that. In terms of the vaccine, look, I believe in the rights of the individual. Right. So if you don't want to take the vaccine, that's fine. I am going to take the vaccine in fact, if I could, I would take every single one of them. Um, it really upsets me that uh, I have to wait until group four, stage four, because I'm in my 40s to take it. Um, but I most certainly am going to take the vaccine. Um, and um, for what for what, for what reason? For what reason are you are you are you not a healthy person? No, I'm not a particularly healthy person. Um, I drink a large amount of Coca-Cola. Or <laughs> um, this problem right here. No, I, I, so so in all honesty, Jim, I can tell you the, the one vice I don't have is, is alcohol. <laughs> I really actually drink very little. Um, but um, that doesn't mean I, I, I can't have a jaw. You know, and when I jaw, I jaw hard. Um, but um, I've been a smoker most of my life. I have uh, a very strong cancer gene in my family. Right. Um, I have very high blood pressure for someone my age. Um, and I think you know why. I mean, try, try spending an afternoon in the same vicinity as Julius Malema or Floyd, uh, Floyd Chivambu. I mean, it's, that also, I mean, it's nauseating as well as giving you high blood pressure. Um, so I have, I'm, I'm not a, you know, I, I suppose I'm healthy in terms of I can't remember the last time I was sick. Right. But, you know, there are these these comorbidities. And, and the thing is, I think we need to accept that we don't understand enough about this virus. I mean, I, I have a friend in Pretoria whose mother has just died of the virus. But I have another friend whose great-grandmother in her 90s survived the virus. Like she got, she got a mild case of the flu and, and she survived. So I don't, I don't, and I, I, I'm not medically trained at mm. all. So, so you'd rather be I'm cautious. By, yeah. So I, I, I go by what I read, right? Mm. And I go by what I believe. And what I know is that as a kid, I had my vaccines and I uh, turned out just fine. I think some people would disagree with, with me there, but, um, you know, so be it. Um, but on, on the way up of odds, um, I'm going for the I'm going for the shot. Um, I'm look. I don't. I'm not one of these people that believes that 5G is this huge major issue. Um, I'm not someone who believes that there's going to be a microchip, and I'm sure you're not that kind of person either. Um, like, I'll I will read a David Icke book to because I want to understand how people think and you know what what ideas are out there etc but that doesn't mean i'm going to agree with it if you understand what i mean mm. so i've taken the personal choice that i am going to vaccinate myself and um, there are members of my family that are not going to vaccinate themselves um i'm also one of those people but, who believes but sorry to... yeah. yeah sorry i want to stop you because are you what is your then what is your position then on 
on people being discriminated against as if it were Dompas, like when you can travel and all that kind of thing. I mean, we're seeing now uh, an yeah. increased, an accelerated amount of of weird, of this weird kind of discrimination based on COVID vaccination status. I mean, what is the DA's position on this? So, look, the DA's position is we, I mean, we are... 100% ready to roll out our vaccine program in the Western Cape. It's already started mm. and it's just going to accelerate as, as, as we get our hands on more vaccines. Uh, we tried very hard to get our hands on vaccines as a province uh, before the government, you know, while well, the government was spending money, we now find out uh, through William Kese on all sorts of other wonderful things. We were trying to procure the vaccine privately from, from Pfizer and from Moderna, from anyone that we could speak to. Um, so I think that you have to understand that we do live in a, a global society right? and we enter into a social contract with one another. And at the moment, uh, it does look like this vaccine is working. Um, it does look like the herd immunity wasn't going, wasn't going as well as, as like we thought in Sweden, for example, it, it turned out it wasn't such a wonderful event in Sweden. We saw what happened in Italy where, I mean, and you can imagine for me, I was living a, a double nightmare with corona here and corona there. Um, we saw the numbers drop. We've seen the numbers rise. Um, we know in South Africa there's a third wave. So I think that you as, a, as an individual have to accept that there's a, a, a societal norm that's going on. So, for example, I would really hate you to tell me that your kid's you you wouldn't inoculate them for polio or for smallpox because if you had polio or smallpox you would know how quickly it spread um, and the devastating effects thereof so but that is my personal opinion um, it's not the da's in, policy for example that's what you're saying no that that's that's not the da's policy for example so in the well, i can tell you the da's policy is that it's your personal choice it's your individual right to choose whether you're inoculated mm. or not. You choose whether you have the vaccine or not. You will not be forced in the Western Cape. You will be highly encouraged and you will be given all the information that we possibly have, but there will be no discrimination. Does the DA have a, a strong federal stance still? We have a very strong federal stance and we are trying to federalize in the Western Cape as much as we possibly can. And certainly if the ANC came mm. out with a policy saying everyone must be vaccinated, the first people in line to the Concord would be the Democratic Alliance because yeah. that takes away your fundamental right that is entrenched in the Bill of Rights. Um, and there is, I mean, it's your body after all. You, yeah. I mean, you cannot be forced to do anything. Yeah. Now, I mean, I can tell you now there'll be comments about what I've said where people are going to say, you know, you don't have the right to, um, to land up killing me. Well, actually, you know, here's the thing. If you've had the vaccine and it works, you're not going to catch COVID. So the person who hasn't had the vaccine and catches COVID, they are at risk. You're not. You see, um, so it's it's completely up to the individual. Mm. So the Western Cape, you know, people say one of one of the biggest complaints I hear, um, and funnily enough, it's from the uh, ratepayers association in our more um, upper class, middle class, uh, working class areas. Say, you know, my biggest irrit with the DA is that you're always in court. Well, we're always in court because mm. we have to always be in court. Um, the DA took the, the ANC to court about the liquor ban. I mean, you know, what 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 lunacy, what lunacy is it that, that you think by taking schmaffs and and uh, and booze away, you're gonna you're gonna you know cure stop the the, the spread of corona. Yeah. In actual fact, you know, when when NDZ she she made the line of the year, hey, when you zool, you put saliva on the paper. So are you telling me, okay, that your average 15-year-olds who are having a smoke in the garage, you know, where their parents can't yeah. see them, because cigarettes were banned, were not all sharing the one smoke because they didn't have access to cigarettes? Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of lunacy we can never allow. And as the DA, I can tell you now, I mean, we're trying to, one of the reasons we want the energy sec the sector open so much is so that we can procure our own energy in the Western Cape. 
So like the mayor of Stellenbosch, she's just completely broken ranks and she is already putting out tenders for private energy supply because there's no reason that anywhere in the Western Cape needs to be without lights. Uh, so we're already doing things like that. Uh, we want we want the railways put under the administration of the province. Uh, we yeah. want education fully under the administration of the province. Uh, you know, the ports uh, here in Cape Town, we would like full administration of those ports. So you are quite right. And that's also something we lost sight of. We, we mm. were... We lost sight of the fact that we had the ability already in the Western Cape to show exactly what we could do, but no one had the backbone just to stand up and do it. Yeah. So think about it like this. You open the energy sector, you get private energy supply in, and the government takes you to court. What are they going to sue the DA for? Keeping the lights on. What rational judge is going to say, yeah, no, the DA is guilty of breaking the law because they kept the lights on? You know, we, we have to learn that there's there, there's lunacy that we can fight and there's a, a system of oppression that we are so used to. Yeah. We've become accustomed to living under it and we don't have to. And, yeah. you know, I like rules. Jim, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm, a, I, I'm someone, I, I, I like structure. I told you I suffer from OCD. So for me, structure and routine is important. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of my makeup is, is structure and routine. But like when you are water cannoning restaurateurs who are standing outside yes, parliament. I remember that. Away from each other. It might be a compliment. I'm going to I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She says um, yeah. that Natasha is indeed tall and has big balls. Sure. Ruth, um, <laughs> I can guarantee you that the balls
that's not how it works. Go to Pretoria and see what a stuff up it is in Pretoria. Go to Joburg and see what a stuff up it is in Joburg. Yeah, Herman, Herman uh, ruined it. Herman just destroyed it. And I mean, talk about letting people down. I mean, Herman literally handed that city back to the ANC. At least in Pretoria, we've managed to take the, the city back. But I can tell you now, I sort of sat there thinking, do we want this city back? Because now the ANC has stolen all the money we managed to regain. Now, like, there's no money to fill potholes or turn on the lights, and it's going to be our fault come the local government election. But we have an obligation to try and fix what the ANC has broken. And I've got great colleagues up there who I know are doing a really good job. But um, I think that if the parachute isn't deployed, I'm really very worried about where this country is going because I'm already terrified. So how so much I'm time do we have left? Sorry. But how much time How much time do you think we have left? And what, what then is the, the issue that, that the DA is most worried about? The issue that the DA is most worried about is employment. It's about jobs. It's about getting people jobs. It's about getting the economy operational. Um, because we can, everything leads back to people having jobs and having a, 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 a permanent source of income um, and, li and a livable income. Crime linked to jobs, malnutrition linked to jobs, uh, lack of education linked to jobs. Uh, you name it, you link it back to jobs. Um, so that is our primary focus is, is sort of getting us out of this steep economic decline that we're in now, getting our international investment up and going again, getting people employed um, and, and, and stabilizing. I think that's your first step in stabilizing the country. Um, and then we, we move on from there. But, I mean, I don't know about you. I can count out of my group of friends how many people lost their jobs during COVID. Yep. It's, yep. it's absolutely terrifying. And I think that that is our primary focus. I say the 27th of October because, you know, Disan Mutsaneke has now um, been put in charge of this commission that will investigate the viability yeah. of having an election. The first step to becoming a dictatorship and becoming an absolute failed state is when they start taking elections away or postponing elections or trying to combine elections. Mm. Then we know that we have hit rock, absolute rock bottom. I think that we must be very grateful that we have a reserve bank like we do and a governor of the reserve bank like we do, um, who do not, uh, you know, just fall down and play dead, that actually stand up and have a spine. Um, but I think that if this election doesn't go ahead on the 27th of October and we don't see a dramatic shift in, in the state of affairs in our, in our municipalities where we can start making a real difference, we're, we're in a whole world of trouble. You're not, you're not very worried about the Western Cape, though, are you? I mean, the Western Cape is in DA control. That's the rest of the country. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. I am concerned. Um, it concerns me tremendously uh, when I look at you. And, I mean, you you are, in my mind, like a perfect DA demographic. And I know that we have pissed you off. And I know that... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that. I, I know that you're concerned about what's happening with us nationally. Mm. And I can't blame you. Um, and it concerns me how many people feel the same way that you do. And what I've realized and where I agree with John is that him and I and Helen and others of my colleagues like um, Jordan Hill Lewis, Dean McPherson, Kevin Mylan, Khaleb Kachalia, we have to get on the ground and we have to get meeting with people, um, Zooming with people, explaining new DA policies to people, yeah. explain the way the DAs come back to what it's what it's all about. Mm. Um, you're going to see it already when we roll out our election. But yeah. I think this more one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation has to happen yeah. because I, mean, I can't blame people for having lost trust in us because I lost trust in us. I'm just glad that we managed to, to, to stop it when we did and we managed to – I mean, the DA is completely – turned around we, we back on track 
but it, it's taken us a long time to get back on track. And then you mustn't forget that having an, an internal election was the, the stuff of nightmares. Um, and then it's, contestation is good. You want contestation yeah. because it makes you a better person, you see, and it makes you a better politician. If you know that you're, you're like a leader for life, then you just sit back and you're very comfortable in your position. So there must always be someone challenging for leadership, but it cannot be at the expense of what the party can deliver. You think the DA is being revived? Hand on heart. Yeah. No bullshit. The DA is being revived. Um, we, we're still taking a few hidings in areas where we deserve hidings, mm. like Nisner, because if you if you stuff up as monumentally as we did, you are going to get a PK because you deserve it. Um, but the the revival is happening in the way we conduct business, in the way we conduct politicking, in the way we are holding each other accountable, and that has been missing from the DA for the last five or six years. Now, I know many people don't like Helen, don't like me, and people say we're authoritarian, we are, you know, like have this dictator angle about us. I'm the first one to tell you, mm. my dream job would be Empress of the Universe, and you must make sure it never happens, because I don't know if I would be a benevolent dictator. As Chief Whip, I'm holding my people to account Helen, as federal chair, is holding the executive of this party to account. And the growth that I've seen in John in terms of how he's just grown into his role as the leader and has just taken and accepted this massive responsibility to turn this party around is something to behold. And it's yeah. something that I'm very pleased with. So I think that you, you're seeing a revived and most importantly, a refreshed DA. We're coming out with new, really good solutions, not like old jargon and none of this wokeness and, you know, none of this like bullshit uh, catchphrases, you know, of, of these inspirational quotes on walls. That Those days are over, you know. Um, there's a time and a place for that and now's not the time and the place. So you're seeing a much more in-your-face um, fighting for UDA. So hashtag make the DA great again. Hashtag the DA is already on track to being great again. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I'll have to have you on for round two. Can I can I just say like yeah. uh, if anyone wants to get hold of me, my email is Natasha M at DA.org.za. Easy. Um easy. So email me your questions. Um, phone me 083-282-0668. My number's on the internet. It's not hidden. That is my only phone that I have. I often don't answer the phone because I'm in meetings that should be emails um, all the time. Uh, but I answer WhatsApps immediately. Um, you'll see me in Parliament. I'm always answering WhatsApps. So if you want to talk to me, let's talk. That, that's what it's, this, this, this is what it's about. My name is Jim. This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.